Thanks for tuning into this episode of FinTech Focus TV, powered by Harrington Star, the global leaders in financial technology recruitment. Head over to the Harrington Star website where you'll be able to find all the latest jobs in financial technology across the globe. You'll also be able to download the latest issue of the Financial Technologist magazine, including the Top 1% Workplace Awards. Finally, if you're looking to grow your team, please get in touch. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Fintech Focus TV, live here at the Excel Centre, where we're at Fintech Connect today, and it is my absolute pleasure to welcome Matthew Osborne from the Bank of England. Lovely to see you. Hello. Lovely to see you too. Thanks so much for coming here today, and um, loads to talk, talk through. I'm, I was excited about what you were talking about. You've recently released, you released a paper uh, talking about how to regulate digital currencies. Um, it's a subject which I think is going to be dominating 2024. There's a lot of opportunity. I think the UK has, uh, has sort of positioned itself very well in that sort of space, and I see it as a sort of real opportunity to move forward in it as well. So I'm really interested in, in pursuing that and finding out a little bit about your and the bank's sort of views on the payment space at the moment, which I know is why you're here today. So loads to get into in that. Before we do that, Matthew, just give us a bit of an overview of yourself and the, and the, uh, and the bank. Sure. So, thanks very much, Toby. And uh, so, so as you said, I, I work at the uh, the Bank of England, um, and I lead a team there, developing our regulatory framework for uh, innovation and payments. So, we're both expanding and upgrading the regulatory framework we have uh, to regulate payments in the UK, uh, particularly when they uh, they pose financial stability risks. Yes. Uh, which 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 essentially means. Uh, the ability of the financial system to continue providing the essential services uh, to the economy, uh, to keep the economy moving, and payments is very much at the heart of that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's very heart and central to it, yeah. isn't it? And uh, when you talk about that and, and see risk within the space and such like, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, there's, there's there's natural concerns about that. We've seen the sort of instability from the start of the year and the crypto winter and everything that we've seen before there as well. Tell me a little bit yeah. about what's uh, you know, what, what the stance is at the moment. Right? Yeah, so, so we're seeing a, a huge amount of innovation uh, in the payment space, including the increasing use of cryptographic techniques. So, so for example, uh, you have these uh, stable coins, which have, 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 have sort of grown in prominence over the last few years, which are a, a type of, of digital asset that, that um, uh, have a peg to traditional currencies, such as the dollar or the pound. And the idea is that they, they keep a stable value versus those currencies uh, by holding uh, backing assets. Um, uh, to be able to to, to redeem that any any time at, at full value, uh, so we're we're concerned about the potential risks from digital currencies like stable coins because they they could be vulnerable to exactly uh, the same sort of risks that, that affect banks. So if people lost confidence in a stable coin, for example, because it lost its peg, or perhaps people lose lose confidence in the quality of the backing assets it's holding. You could have a loss of confidence in the stablecoin. People could uh, redeem their stablecoins en masse, mm. uh, and that could lead to a sort of a catastrophic decline in the value of the stablecoin, uh, really akin to a run on a traditional bank. So that's that's where we, we sort of get concerned as a financial stability regulator. Yeah. And what so, and what, so what steps do you put in place to to help mitigate that? So for stablecoins, will uh, essentially uh, hold them to equivalent standards uh, as those that we apply to banks today. And the idea is that 
Uh, it doesn't matter which type of money you're using in the economy, you should be able to have the same amount of confidence in the stability and safety of that uh, money. So for stablecoins, that actually poses quite a, a challenge for us because stablecoins, it's quite a, a nascent industry. It's quite, you, know, you only have a few firms operating in the space. And hence, there isn't any, uh, there isn't any deposit insurance, for example. So this is a, a scheme that, that compensates the customers of banks when a bank fails. So you won't have that for stablecoins, uh, at least on day one. And so to achieve an equivalent level of regulation, you actually need tighter requirements on the stablecoin to ensure that they always have the funds available to be able to pay back the money to uh, coin holders if they need yeah. to. So we'll hold them to really strict standards in terms of the backing that they hold. So I recently uh, spoke and moderated a panel talking about whether 2024 was the year that digital assets went mainstream. Yeah. Um, there were regulators yeah. on that panel who were sort of pulling back a little bit and there were some, some more cavalier people who were very confident that they yeah. were going to see particularly with the technology, real strides forward over the course of the next year. What's your view on that sort of space? Well, I think it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting question. And, and, and similar to you, I was on a panel the other day where I was asked whether or not there's a tipping point for, for, for digital assets in the moment. I think it's, it's hard for me as someone who works at the, 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 the central bank to sort of call a, a tipping point or to say 24, 24 is going to be the year. But, you know, it is definitely true there's a huge amount going on in this space. Yeah. So you have not only the use of uh, digital assets for uh, payments, so the yeah. development of stable, stable coins, but also many central banks also considering whether or not they should issue their own digital currencies, so yeah. the central bank digital currencies. You also have the increasing trend towards the tokenization of traditional uh, financial assets, such as uh, securities and derivatives and other financial products. Um, and that, that, I think, we're seeing accelerating at the moment. And then you also see various initiatives to try to bring this together. So, you know, what are the, the ledgers that, that would be used to host all these different types of digital products? So you see, for example, the Regulated Liability Network, which is a, a private initiative to try to introduce a unified ledger to capture some of these different products. And you also see some central banks around the world uh, and other authorities uh, developing ledgers to do something similar. Mm. So there's a, a huge number of interesting developments, and I think it's going to be a, a fascinating landscape over definitely the next few is. years. It definitely yeah. is. And um, speaking of fascinating, you mentioned your report earlier, earlier on as well. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about what we can expect to see in that, where we can find it, and what the, some of the headlines are from that. Yeah, so we, we published this report uh, um, a month ago today. Uh, you can find it on the Bank of England's website. Um, ours covers the regulatory framework for uh, payment systems where they're widely used for payments, so where, the, where they pose a financial stability risk. And we published that alongside uh, similar publications from the, uh, the FCA, uh, who set out their regulatory framework for other stable coins, which aren't systemic, and also a, a letter that was published by the Prudential Regulation Authority, which is about how uh, banks should issue these sorts of digital assets. Uh, and uh, so, so that's available on our website. We're encouraging people to engage with that, uh, encouraging people to respond to the consultation. We're also running a series of roundtables uh, via the trade associations, uh, so look out for those as well. And we really do, I, I can't stress enough, we are looking for engagement from the industry. There's yeah. a number of really tricky questions, really tricky challenges uh, when we're bringing this, um, this type of digital asset into regulation. And so we, we are really looking for a dialogue to understand how to do that uh, in a way that encourages innovation. And I love seeing the Bank of England involved in that innovation sort of space, because I think yep. you know, when you see it and think naturally of the Bank of England, you think it's sort of very traditional. 
uh, you know, for, yeah. for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, but I think it's always been sort of very keen to embrace yeah. innovation within, within the space, and that FinTech Connect is, is the sort of very epicenter yeah. of all that. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about why you've come here, yeah. what you're expecting to see, what's exciting you know, for, for you over the course of the next two days. Well, it, it's certainly true. You know, we, we are very interested in, in, in innovation and uh, we are keen to make sure that when we are regulating, we mitigate financial stability risks in a way that still uh, provides a safe foundation for innovation in the sector. So we are engaging with uh, uh, the uh, firms that wish to issue stablecoins or wish to play some other role in the stablecoin payments chain. Also through our work on the, uh, the uh, digital pound project, we're engaging with uh, private sector firms there as well. Uh, um, so, so in terms of the conference, I think there's some really fascinating sessions. So already this morning, there's been a, a, a session I saw on a, a, a developing a new type of ledger for, for, for non-traditional assets and lots of other sessions too. So I'm looking forward to it. Feast of, a feast of content for you. Yeah. Well, Matthew, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, if people want to get in touch and find out a little bit more about what you and the bank are doing, what's the best way for them to reach you? Well, you could either uh, uh, submit a response to our, our discussion paper, which we've put out, uh, or contact our, our press office. There's another, another good portal call. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Lovely to see you. Thank you, And uh, thank you for watching. We'll see you on the next episode of FinTech Focus TV. Thank you. Thanks a lot.